Not Just Sadness Bombs But Walks Too by Rosalind One. We went on a walk today to a park. Such a beautiful space, especially right now with the leaves exploding with color. Being such a silly mom, I thought I'd give them a task. Let's find the most beautiful tree in the park. They humored me and said, okay, but I didn't need to give them this assignment to keep them occupied. They imitated the calls of the ducks and geese in the brook that runs through the middle of the park like total hams. We laughed so hard when they seemed to call back to us. They picked up big sticks and cracked them into smaller pieces and gave me gifts of colored leaves, pinkish red, yellow, orange and yellow, even one that was the shape of a duck track. We noticed the trees that probably fell in the recent storms and the mushrooms that had come to life on older dead ones. They stood and gazed at the waterfall in silence. I stood off at a distance just to give them space, and they didn't even hear me when I called them to continue on our walk. And I thought of the wonderful way that Adam and Eve would walk with the Lord in the Garden of Eden before the fall. How he must have delighted in his Adam and Eve, enjoying all he had created for his glory and their good. Sally Lloyd-Jones depicts it so perfectly in the Jesus Storybook Bible. It says, Adam and Eve joined in the song of the stars and the streams and the wind and the trees, the wonderful song of love to the one who made them. Their hearts were filled with happiness and nothing ever made them sad or lonely or sick or afraid. I recently read something else pretty amazing. Quote, In our world today, we often give ourselves to visible goals. There's nothing wrong with that. We need goals and goals that are defined. However, there is a danger in this goal seeking. We must remember that the process of reaching the goal is at least as important as the goals themselves. End quote, Jack Miller. Prior to saying this, Miller mentions that the goal he is referring to is our ultimate destination when we see Jesus face to face. The process which he is referring to is our time here on earth where we are becoming more and more like Christ through sanctification. I don't know about others, but up until recently, I have always thought the sanctification process as painful. Having experienced childhood traumas, I have found in different seasons of my life that the trauma presents itself in different forms, like a mutating virus with different strains, often feeling very much like the pandemic when we had no vaccination. But God has been healing me slowly through marriage through true gospel-centered friendships, through church, as well as through my children. My children. There are these deeply sad moments. Moments where, as I homeschool, I come to the realization that I have education gaps, where I either was never taught about some basic foundational subjects, or I most likely cared more about my survival than my education. It's a big blur where everyday normal things like school have been overshadowed by traumatic memories. But my children's childhood in comparison is so different. 
while I am so thankful that they are safe and they are being nurtured in the very best way that we can provide, I also have moments where I have to stop and grieve over my own childhood. My husband had to explain it to my eldest son one day after something that happened triggered me. Mommy went through some hard things when she was younger. It's kind of like she has sadness bombs in her. It's always there and sometimes things happen that set it off. And so my anchor and my hope has been for the day when I no longer have these ticking bombs within me to finish the race, the day when I no longer will have to wait to be whole, but I will be fully healed the way in which God intended. No more sadness, loneliness, sickness, or fear. Sometimes running the race looks like a walk in the park. But Miller says something that is kind of life-changing. Better yet, it's life-giving. Miller says, the process is just as important as the goal. Meaning, I don't have to just sit and wait for these bombs to explode or for the day when they don't. But I can enjoy life too. Yes, I'm broken and this world never fails to give examples of brokenness too. But victory is mine as well, he continues. In that process, we are called by the Spirit to walk in intimacy with Christ, to enjoy Him and His people. I think this fellowship also includes enjoying the common things of life, really seeing the world like the simple thing of a human friendship, a good relationship with a parent, and even something as ordinary as enjoying a ball game. I think it also includes building a good relationship with your children, end quote. I'm reminded of the first question in the Westminster Shorter Catechism. The question reads, what is the chief end of man? And the answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So friends, fellow parents, fellow children's ministry laborers, I am just in my 40s beginning to understand what this means. And my children have been a big part of this in so many ways. But today I will share just one way, very simply in just walking. When you go for a walk with someone, there's no agenda, only to be with the person, to enjoy their company. My children have taught me this, to be present with them in the moment and also with God. And so yes, there are days where it's more like crying in Jesus's arms, but there are, there are and will be days where you're just walking with him too. He doesn't go away just because we have forgotten him. He is there, ever present. We just have to get into the habit of remembering and living in this truth. It's a life thing. Not only when I'm doing quote-unquote spiritual things, it's every moment holy, the mundane, and the heart-wrenching. Be childlike. My youngest, who has just been giving me the hardest time in obeying, said today, Mommy, you know what I've known for a really long time, like since I started going to church? What, sweetheart? I asked. She said, That God is in my heart. I used to not be sure, but I am now. I asked, even though you can't see him? 
and there was a long pause. And she answered, Um, well, I can't see my brain, but I know it's there. I can't see the wind, but I can feel it. And there you have it, the wisdom of a seven-year-old given to her by God in his process of sanctification over her life. She said it so proudly and so boldly after a week of working hard on the discipline of listening and doing it right away, just like a child to be completely herself in disobedience all week and then give the biggest, most random mic drop of her short life in the middle of our lunch. So be like her. Be childlike, just as you are. Walk with him. Enjoy him who is present, Emmanuel. Be present with him. And also take a walk with the family or a good friend and enjoy them too. It came at a great cost to our Savior. Enjoy the victory in Christ. And when we finally see him face to face, it'll be that much sweeter. Until next time, I'll save a seat at the table for you.